How fun would it be to visit actual spy film locations from a couple of great James Bond 007 films, Goldfinger and License to Kill? Well, we just did that, and we're going to tell you all about it now. Hi, this is Dan Silvestri and Tom Pizzato with SpyMovieNavigator.com, the worldwide community for spy movie fans, spy movie podcasts, videos, discussions, and more. And in this podcast, we'll pick up the License to Kill portion as we did our Goldfinger and License to Kill uh, movie film locations all together when we visited Miami and Key West. You could do the same when you visit Miami. You could drive down to Key West and do the, and see all the sites from both Goldfinger and Miami and all license to kill scenes in Key West and the Keys. Right, so we've completed the Miami part of our of our journey, and we're now going to switch films and locations and head down towards Key West, on our way down to Key West, where they filmed a lot of the movie License to Kill. In fact, License to Kill was one of the few movies they didn't shoot much at Pinewood at all. It was dumb. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if they shot anything at Pinewood for that one. And uh, also the cool thing is, on the Florida Keys, on your way, it's uh, somewhere between a three and five hour drive from well, Miami. It depends on if there's an auction going on. Yeah, there was on a, the main. There was road. a nautical flea market when we were driving there, and it took us seven hours or something. But, but they they do film besides Key West. They film in Sugarloaf uh, Key, and they film in uh, the Seven Mile Bridge, which is really uh, probably 30, 40 minutes uh, away from Key West, up near Marathon. Near Marathon. So now we're going to head to uh, Key West, Florida. We're on a mission today in, uh, in Florida, in the Keys, because we're trying to find locations from the movie License to Kill. License to Kill was the first Ian Productions film uh, where the title wasn't taken from a, an Ian Fleming work. It was going to be called License Revoked, Powers that be thought that not many people would understand the word revoked at that time, and this 1989 when the film came out. So the title was changed to License to Kill. What Ian did well is take pieces of Fleming's works and characters and move them around in their screenplays and uh, for their movies. Here in this movie, Milton Crest is taken from the Fleming short story, The Hildenbrand Rarity, that was written in 1960. We actually saw that in person, the original manuscript down at the Lilly Library at the Indiana University. Very cool. We saw 11 original um, Ian Fleming manuscripts with his uh, handwritten corrections and so on. And that was one of them. And that was published in the For Your Eyes Only collection. Uh, the Hildenbrand rarity is a, is a rare fish, uh, by the way. And here, Cress is inserted into License to Kill as a main character. It was simply brilliant by Ian and their, and their screenwriters. This is a story, of course, of a South American drug lord, Franz Sanchez, which to me is one of the best Bond villains. And Robert Davi does such a fabulous job, such a fabulous job of being this, this very, very villainous villain, uh, just ruthless but somehow charming and, and likable in another way. So unbelievable job he does on this. Uh, one of our favorites. So uh, the U.S. Uh, DEA is after them for bringing drugs into the U.S. And he, in this movie, is captured on U.S. soil here in the Florida Keys. The capture was directed by, of course, uh, Felix Leiter, one of the CIA agents in, in the original movies, but now in, in 
a part of the DEA team, and along with Bond and a few others of the DEA agents. After a daring escape by Sanchez, he retaliates against Leiter, kills his new bride, and leaves Leiter for dead after feeding him to sharks. The rest of the story is Bond going rogue as an agent to get his revenge on Sanchez for what he has done. MI6 wanting him out of the picture and all the details that happened to get resolution to the situation, which, of course, Bond has to do. It was filmed in Florida, the Florida Keys, and in Mexico. The Seven Mile Bridge, of course, is where the, the, the Rolls Royce is driving with Felix uh, Leiter and Sharky and Bond on the way to uh, Felix's wedding. And the DEA helicopter flies on the old Seven Mile Bridge and lands on the bridge and uh, tells Felix that Sanchez is in the country and they're going to go chase him. Of course, it's Felix Leiter's wedding day. He's on his way to his wedding, but he decides to go. And so he and Bond go with the DEA, DEA agents in the helicopter and they go seeking out uh, Sanchez, who is nearby in this house that they heard about. So we tried to look at Seven Mile Bridge today. Uh, we were driving there and over it and the entire old Seven Mile Bridge is under construction now. It's uh, being rehabbed and, and refurbished. We don't know if that was damage from the hurricane a couple years ago or what, but um, we could not get to the actual location. We're going to try one more time walking, but we couldn't park in the area where the helicopter landed and so on. But we did drive through the lane where they're driving with the Rolls Royce because they were heading north, actually. And uh, we went back and looped around and headed north as well, in the opposite direction, of course, of Key West. So anyway, we, we tried to go there. So next, we, we went to uh, Sugarloaf Key, and that's where we are uh, right now. We're at the airport where Sanchez lands his jet. And we talked to the guy, Will, now, who runs Skydive Key West right here. And he let us walk out onto the runway and do all kinds of cool things here, take video and pictures of, of the runway where Sanchez's jet lands and where he escapes in the Cessna 172. All very cool. And, of course, in the same area right around the corner from here is the house where Lupe gets caught by Sanchez. And Sanchez is with uh, his henchmen, Braun and Dario, which is another great uh, character and played very, very well by Benicio del Torre. Unbelievable. And so we, we got to see the outside of that house, and we got some video there too as well. And we got to see the field where the, the helicopter lands and Bond is waiting. And actually the, the, when, when the Sanchez and his guys realize the DAA helicopter's here, they, they run down the stairs of the house and try to escape. But right before that, that's this, the show how evil this, this Sanchez is. He catches the lover in bed with uh, his girlfriend Lupe, and his henchman Dario is there with a knife, and he, they yank him out of the bed, and Braun and Dario are holding him. And Sanchez looks at Lupe and says, did he promise you his heart? And then he looks at Dario, who's got the knife on him, and says, give her his heart. And they take him outside. So that was pretty, pretty uh, uh, indicative of how evil this guy can be. Very, very cool, but great, great location there as well. So the field where all this took place, that the helicopter landed, the gunshots start firing after they try to escape. The, the Jeep comes down one road and Sanchez leaps out. We saw that very spot where he leaps out. We saw the field where the helicopter landed and when the gunfight starts taking place and the bullet holes are going into the helicopter and the into the barrels of oil that uh, Bond is hiding behind and so on, and the houses in the background and the stilts. We were there, right there in the field, right standing there where the houses are. Very, very neat place to be. Another great uh, scene location 
for uh, for this. So it's really exciting. You're sitting there where Sanchez lands that plane, and you, you're, you're there, and you can see him coming down the where the runway is, and you can actually walk in that runway. And then simultaneously, they're they're showing the Sharky and and James Bond and Lighter in the Rolls Royce driving on the Seven Mile Bridge. Yeah. And then they end up cutting back over to the Sugarloaf Airport, and you see the the house that Sanchez goes see, to. That was one of the best for me. That that scene in the house thing was was fabulous and to there we were standing in front of the house i mean it, it was a beautiful day the sun shining on it it was gorgeous you see the steps where sanchez goes up you see the whole thing and you just you you just know this is like one of the the neatest spots in the whole film well and the cool thing too was it was like all right next to each other it yes. was like a two minute walk yes from the end of the air, the runway right to where that house was. Now, the house was private, so we couldn't go in there. No, no, we couldn't go in the house. Or, or, or you didn't really want to step on their property. We, we didn't ask. <laughs> we might have taken a picture or two, but we yeah. didn't step on the property. But it was literally a two-minute walk from the end of the runway. And in between those two things is the field where the helicopter lands. Yes, that was cool. And, and they have that whole that whole fight scene there yeah. uh, off the helicopter. And it's all right there in this really compact area. Very small spot. But it's really neat that the, the houses are still in the background with yep. the stilts and everything else, like we said in the in the clip. But it's just so much fun. And then the road where Sanchez leaps off the Jeep and everything, it's all there within, like Tom said, a couple of minute walk and just a fun spot to go. Again, you got to be careful because there's a sign that says private drive or whatever. So you got to go into the airport part. Then you can walk around. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least that's what we did yeah. and we didn't get in trouble for it. Yeah, right. So that's what we we would suggest. Too. Right. So since that part happens simultaneously with the driving on the bridge, let's go back to the bridge because if you're driving down from Miami down to Key West, you're going to actually hit the Seven Mile Bridge. Yes. You'll go through Marathon, and right as you get to the end of Marathon, you hit the Seven Mile Bridge. Interestingly enough, when they show it in the movie, the car is heading north. Yes, opposite. Uh, the, they're heading the wrong way. Yeah. They're heading back from Key West yeah. to Marathon or to Miami. Although, you know, unless you know what you're looking at, you don't know if they're going north or south. Yeah, yeah, but they, they did that because that's a that's kind of where the old Seven Mile Bridge and the new Seven Mile Bridge kind of come together, and they they needed to land on the old Seven Mile Bridge, which really isn't in use now. And so they were driving north, and then they have that spot where the helicopter lands. Well, and, you also have the big hump that happens in the middle of the bridge. And they drive over that. They drive over that, but yeah. you, you kind of needed that to be able to get to the spot where they land. Yeah. You kind of have to be going north to yeah. be able to do that. So watch the clip from the movie because it's hard, it's <laughs> it's hard little, to picture this in your head. It's a little movie magic. Yeah, but it, it, it is a, a neat spot. So we're going to go back to our a couple of clips that we did while we were actually trying to walk on seven mile bridge and get to the spot where they landed the helicopter but again it was totally under construction there were tents set up for equipment and everything else so and the landing spot uh, was pretty much inaccessible yeah, yeah so but we'll cut to a couple of clips of us trying so when we cut to the clip you're going to hear a lot of background noise i mean we're literally standing on highway one <laughs> with trucks and construction equipment and uh, everything and going they're, on. they're looking at us like Oh, who are you crazy guys? I mean, you know, I've got the audio recorder. Tom's got the camera, the video, and it was, it was loud. So anyway, you're going to hear a lot of background noise, but that's all real background noise and that's us trying to avoid that's getting That's how hit. it was when we went on our filming location trip. So here we go. Tom and I are trying to find the uh, location where the helicopter landed in License to Kill, where 
Felix is on his way to his wedding with Sharky and Bond in the backseat of the Rolls-Royce where the DEA helicopter comes swooping down and gets their attention and uh, they're telling him that uh, telling him that Sanchez is in the country and they're they're going to go pursue him but the entire old seven mile bridge here in the Keys near Marathon is under construction they're rehabbing the whole thing and it's going to be tough to get anywhere near where the helicopter landed it certainly can't get onto the bridge where he crashes the, the armored uh, van off when Sanchez escapes also later in the movie so we're trying Tom, Tom ran across the highway which is uh, dangerous but uh, we're going to just try to get at least a shot of the parking lot area where the, the helicopter was uh, landed and, and so on. Alright, we're still walking along trying to at least get a an angle where we could take a a picture or video of the lot but again totally under construction everything here is under construction <coughs> there's materials everywhere the entire looks like the entire old seven mile bridge is closed for sure and the parking lot is now a staging area for the equipment and stuff and that's where the helicopter landed. I'm taking a few pictures from the uh, op opposite side of Highway 1. Tom is on the other side doing some video here and uh, we gotta be careful obviously. The whole thing's under construction and it's off limits basically at this point. So we did drive uh, on Highway 1 northbound through the lanes where the Rolls-Royce was driving and uh, this is the the point the juncture point between old seven mile bridge and the new seven mile bridge where the helicopter landed and the Rolls-Royce stopped to uh, talk to the DEA agents in the helicopter not much else I can get from here so I'm gonna try to climb down this uh, hill on the side of highway one it's uh, Deep. I've got to get down there about 20 feet, but it's it's not uh, not climbing a mountain or anything. But it's a little steep and gravel and overgrown grasses and stuff. So uh, still got to be careful. But anyway, I got as much as I can get. There's a helicopter going over now, coincidentally. <laughs> hey, it's kind of like the DEA DEA helicopter landing, right? All right. I'm going to try to get down the hill in just a minute and and then hopefully Tom's got some video from the other side that we could take a look at. We're back live. Now I had gone over to the west side of the bridge on the other side of the highway from where Dan was standing. So I was right there at the parking lot itself. It was tough to get much video because of all of the equipment and the tenting they had. But you could kind of see a little bit of open space where the helicopter kind of landed in that, in that spot. And then you could look down the old bridge, uh, which was under some major construction when we were there. The other interesting thing about that spot, so this was filmed in 1989. In, in uh, 1994, Arnold Schwarzenegger did a movie called True Lies, and they, hand, they landed a Harrier jet on that same spot. So they yeah. come and they attack these guys that were on the bridge, and they land a Harrier jet right on, on that same spot. So it's a pretty popular spot for movies.
Yeah, it was uh, again under construction. It was it was crazy there with traffic and as you could hear and equipment and everything else, and we couldn't get to the the point where they where they drove the armored vehicle off the bridge where Sanchez escapes underwater and the scuba guys come and get him and everything else. That was somewhere near Pigeon Key, I believe. Yeah, Pigeon Key, and you just couldn't get the couldn't get anywhere near it. So so we were disappointed, but. It was kind of cool to still be on the spot and to be where the helicopter did land, even though everything is up for grabs at this point. Well, but and when fun. we t- when we talk about these type of tri- trips, we talk about it being a treasure hunt, and you don't necessarily know what you're going to uncover. Yeah. And when you're talking about going to a place that you know years after something was filmed there, yeah. stuff happens. You know. Yeah, stuff happens, and this this was uh, done. We we did this in February 2019, so. Maybe it's going to be fixed up, and when you get there, it'll be it'll be fine, and you can get to, right to that spot. So if you can get to Pigeon Key, you'll get a great vantage point of where the armored truck with Sanchez in it drives off into the water from the bridge. So we're pretty much done here with what we can do at the Seven Mile Bridge and what they filmed there and what we can see now. So let's we're going to go ahead and head south again down towards the Keys, And as we head down south, we get back over to where the airport is. Because remember, simultaneous to them being on the Seven Mile Bridge, you've got Sanchez Landing and the whole thing that happens at at the house with Lupe and uh, the helicopter and the fight scene that happens. So let's go ahead and get out onto the runway where Sanchez plane lands. We're out there. It's windy. It's a beautiful day. There are actually people skydiving above us coming down. You see them floating down with their parachutes. And we had to actually clear off the runway because a plane came to get another group up there. So that was pretty cool. So let's go ahead and cut to the clip where we talk about being on that runway and what happens there. Yeah, because the guy who runs the airport now, he operates Skydive Key West. So that's why the shootists were coming down. It was very cool to see that. So there we are standing out on the runway. You're going to hear some background noise and stuff. But again, we're on the actual runway. We're actually on the runway where Sanchez's plane takes off and lands in License to Kill. That's right. We're in Sugarloaf in, in the Keys in Florida in the United States. And we just walked down the runway up and back where Sanchez's plane lands in his jet when he's coming to look for Lupe and where he escapes with the Cessna 172 uh, when Bond and Leiter and Sharky are chasing him and the DEA agents, not Sharky, the DEA agents. So this is really a cool spot. And the guy, Will here, who uh, runs uh, a skydiving uh, outfit here now, uh, let us walk around and uh, he's gonna tell us a story too about how they they did it when the plane when the jet came in and everything because it was a pretty small runway for a small jet even so he's going to tell the story it's going to be pretty cool hi we're will uh will Respis here at skydive key west mm-hmm. he's going to tell the story how in license to kill the bond movie where they used this very runway to land sanchez's jet when he came in and to take the cessna 172 out when he escaped he's going to tell the story about how that happened well, that's an interesting story, actually. So yeah, this is the, the, the runway behind us, which is only 2,700 feet long. Wow. Which is quite short. For a jet, that's For a short. jet, exactly. So what happened? So they had to figure out how to do that. And what, what, what we actually did is we cleared out this whole area to our left, and the jet was able to go down there. Uh, the jet was all the way down in Key West, put just enough fuel to fly up here, land, and go back. Oh my God. Took as much weight out of this plane as possible, had a great pilot flying it, 
He took one pass. The first time he wasn't too sure about it, came back up. He had, he had enough fuel for one more pass. And I came down nice and low, started at the very end of the runway and took it all the way past the runway, right over to the houses over there. No crashes though, right? No crashes. So he did it one one take? One take. Oh if my you, God. If you watch the video at first, you think it's a touch and go, which is where you just let yes, the yes. wheels touch and then you take off, which isn't that hard to do because you don't have to slow the plane down. Right. Oh, but if you yeah, look right. in another scene, you'll see the plane sitting over here on the ramp. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was definitely a, a very technical landing and, and very interesting for for pilots to be able to see that. Yeah, that's a great story. All right, well, uh, what happened to the plane? Though I know they had the, the Cessna 172 out there for a while, and then people could come and see it, the one they actually used in the movie when he escaped. What yeah, happened? exactly, yeah. Uh, well, the owner of that plane, his name was Fantasy Dan. Huh, okay. uh, Dan Haggerty, better by oh, Haggerty, Fanny. right, yeah. right, right. Uh, He sold the plane. So, it, yeah, it was there for many years, uh, but eventually he was sold the plane. I'm not sure who the owner is at this point, but it's no longer down here in the Keys. Okay, well, thanks. Right. They appreciate that. Hey, yeah. we'll tell people how they can get a hold of you, and how they can skydive with you here. Well, we're at the same airport that you see in the movie, Sugarloaf, Sugarloaf. Airport, just north of uh, Key West, and you can get a hold of us. You can go to uh, skydivekeywest.com, and all our information is there. Great. All Thanks, right. Will. We appreciate it. Yeah. Great. So Will was just talking about the plane and how it used to be out by the road. And we want to make sure we highlighted that because some of the guidebooks are and, and travel sites about bond locations talk about look for that plane on the side of the road. Well, it's not there anymore. No. So you really want to make sure that you're when you get over on Highway 1 and you get uh, just by the Sugarloaf Lodge, that's that's right where this turnoff is. Yeah, you're going to look for the, the signs that say Skydive Key West. The plane used to be owned by uh, Dan Haggerty, who used to run the airport there. He actually sold it recently to the Ian Fleming Foundation. They own a lot of the Bond vehicles and are continuing to purchase Bond vehicles. As a matter of fact, right now, they're looking for the white Rolls Royce and the 1989 Lincoln Mark 7. So... If you know where those things are, let them know, the Ian Fleming Foundation. But anyway, they own the Cessna now as well. Of course, after the airport scenario and Sanchez leaves in the Cessna 172 and escapes, he is thinking he's he's gone. He got away from the DEA agents and Bond. And that's when they jump up into the helicopter and take off again and the bond lowers himself down on the cable and wraps the cable around the plane and they capture that plane. And I had, I'd never seen fishing for a plane before. Yeah. It, it was a great scene and, and bond was very athletic. Timothy Dalton wanted to do some of that stuff himself. Now, of course the plane was about 10 feet off the ground on a, on scaffolding or something, but nonetheless, he's, he's still doing it. But it doesn't look like that way because no. of the movie magic. Yeah. And, and it's great. It's a great scene, and they capture the plane. And you'll so you've seen the plane at the airport. You see them capturing the plane in the helicopter. And you're going to see the plane again as it's leaning up against the building at the Coast Guard station when they're interrogating Sanchez. So that's, that's where they're going right now. But in the meantime, Felix and Bond are going to parachute out of the helicopter to Felix's wedding. Yeah, he has a wedding to get to. He, you know, his own. This whole thing was supposed to be going on, you know, and then the wedding was supposed to be going on, and then this happened with the DEA agent stopping him with the helicopter on Seven Mile Bridge, and it's like, oh, we got to go get Sanchez. So he's a little late for his wedding. So they 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 jump out of the helicopter. Now they make it look like it's two miles away, but it's it's a little further. 
and they're parachuting down to the very front of the church. And Tom and I went to the church. We stood in the area where they landed. We looked up. It's a very tight area now. There's street signs and there's lampposts and more trees and stuff like and that. And there's electrical wires, and phone lines or electrical, something. Yeah, there, up there. wires. It, it's uh, called St. Mary's Star of the Sea Church. It's now a basilica. It's a beautiful church. The outside looks exactly like it did in the movie, the, the building itself. And you see, we, we stood right where they landed. We stood right where the parachutes were. We stood right where they were walking into the church. And it's really a tiny area. It's a small spot. But it's a beautiful it's a beautiful scene. We actually went into the church. We got there on a Sunday, and we, we waited for the Mass to end and, and the people to go away and stuff like that so we could do some filming there. If you're on the website, you'll, you'll see some clips some film clips of that of what we did there and the inside of the church is beautiful too but it's a great scene with them parachuting in and definitely go to this spot in key west saint mary's star of the sea church which is now a basilica well and one of the nice things about the key west location is nothing is terribly far away from each other there were a bunch of these places including this one that if you were in the heart of Key West, you could walk to a bunch of these places. And there were a few of them you wanted to drive to, but this was definitely one of those that if you were staying down right in, right in the heart of Key West, you just walk right over. Yeah. It's a great bond location, and you got to go there if you're in Key West. Right. A couple blocks away from the, the church is Felix Leiter's house, and that has been recently purchased by somebody, and they weren't there. We actually rang the doorbell. Yeah, uh, we were, well, it's a beautiful home. It's a beautiful home from the outside. And it sold a few years ago for like $5 million or something. So it's private property. You can't go, you can't go on the property, but it, it, we think they're Bond fans. Their address is 707 South Street, and the last seven that has. That seven a, has a little magic to it. It's got the gun logo at the end of it. So, okay, they, they got to be Bond fans, right? Or so, at least they're playing it up. So we stood in front of the house. We did some video in front of the house. And, of course, this is where the wedding reception is taking place for Della and Felix, Felix Leiter. Now, Tom and I were in Portugal where Bond's wedding reception was taking place in, in and around Lisbon area. And now here we are again at another spot where another wedding is taking place. And there are not very many weddings in spy movies. No. So it was kind of neat to be there. And it's, like I said, a beautiful home. So we stood in front of it. We did some video there. Now, this, this of course, uh, appears a, a couple of times in the movie, The House. It's for the wedding reception. And that's where Della and and, uh, and Felix give Bond the lighter, which becomes important at the end of the movie, as you know. And it also appears after Bond finds out that lighter and that Sanchez has escaped. And he's at the West... Uh, Key West Airport when he finds that out and he runs back to Leiter's house and that's where he finds Della killed in the bedroom and he finds Felix all bloodied up in a body bag with that note. He disagreed with something that ate him. Yeah. That was one of those, again, touching moments in the the film. You could see how angry Bond is and I I think Timothy Dalton did a great job with Bond. He was one of my favorites, actually. He played Bond very much to, to the book. Yeah, to the book. And he read all the stuff. He read all the books. And I thought he I thought he did a great job. And I was hoping he'd do more because really by the time he got the license to kill, he really had his bond down. He, he was really good. Living Daylights, he was very good. But in License to Kill, 
he's excellent. Well, and you'd moved from, you know, you started with Sean Connery as Bond, and he had some flippantness with him, but he was he still was pretty hard nosed. Then you moved to Roger, and those kind of got pretty comical. Yeah. So they brought it way back with with Timothy. And then when they moved over to Pierce, it got comical again. Yeah, and then bit. finally they brought it back. And the most successful movies that they've done with, with Daniel Craig. Craig being totally serious, almost no humor in his stuff. And Dalton was kind of close to that as well. Yeah. Sorry for the sidetrack, but this is, uh, we, we think, hey, Timothy Dalton did a, did a oh, great, he was great terrific job. And, they, yeah. and that whole grittiness. Yeah. And this is one of the scenes where he shows it. He's so angry with this. And then, again, the house appears when he sneaks back in to steal the laser disc information where he finds out that Pam Bouvier is, is going to be meeting Felix, was supposed to be meeting Felix in uh, that bar in Bimini, the Barrelhead Bar. Barrelhead Bar. We just mentioned that Felix goes to the Key West Airport after the wedding, and that's where he discovers that Sanchez has escaped, and then he goes back to Felix Leiter's house. So we got one small clip from the airport, and we went out there to to take a look at where that might be. Of course, the whole the whole airport's completely different than it was then. But we went there and went inside, and we kind of had to be low-key because we were, we're taking pictures and video at an airport, which generally is not a good idea these days. So <laughs> yeah, really. it, was, it was a little uh, daunting as you're sitting there trying to not let the security guards see what you were doing. Yeah. So here's one sh- uh, short clip from there, and we'll go to it now. We're in the airport now, and uh, we, we, we found where Capone parked the car, and he walks in the doors. Of course, at the time, it was Pan Am counter he was walking up to. Everything's been redone, of course, in the airport, so it's not going to look like it did in the movie. But Pan Am became Continental Airlines, and then United and Continental Merge, and now it's a United counter. So we think the United counter that we're looking at here is uh, about where Bond was standing when he discovers that Sanchez had escaped when all the police sirens are going and everything, and he asks, and he dashes out of the airport to get back to Felix Leiter's house. All right, we're heading down to the Conk Republic Seafood Company. That's the place in real life was Fish House Number 4. And so they used this kind of warehouse for the scenes where Sharky and Bond sneak in to find out what's going on at the Wavecrest Research Lab, which is what this was in the movie, and where all the fish tanks were, where Bond sneaks in and, and and finds the drugs hidden in the maggot drawer and all that kind of stuff. It's also where eventually Felix Leiter gets fed to the sharks by Sanchez and Dario and his guys, and where eventually Killifer fed to the sharks. It's a place where people go and get fed to sharks. <laughs> yeah, seems like it, right? And so we're going to cut to a couple of live clips of us walking down there. Now, in the clips, I say conch. Yeah, you get that wrong, Dan. Yeah, and as soon as we recorded everything, somebody was listening and said, it's conch, not conscious. Hey, what can you say? We're a couple Midwest, (laughs) Midwest, U.S. So forgive me for that, but we're going to cut to a couple of clips of that now, and then we'll be back. We're continuing our search for license to kill locations here in Key West. Now we are approaching the Conch Republic Seafood Company. It's a beautiful restaurant right on the water in this beautiful marina and it's right at 631 Green Street in Key West and that was actually the warehouse the, the wave crest the warehouse in uh, License to Kill where 
the trap doors were where Felix Slider gets lowered down to the sharks and then later Killifer. And we're eating in the restaurant part. You can still see the uh, red beams in the ceiling. They're still here. We're eating in the front part of the warehouse, what we think. We think uh, probably the rest of the stuff took place in the back part of the warehouse. But it's right on the water. Great food, by the way. Stop in here. And again, on a, on a bond location. You can hear the background noise of the crowd here. It's very busy, of course, because it's a, not only a great seafood place, but some people know about the bond thing here. But it's all pretty cool. And again, we're sitting right at the bar in the corner with the water behind us. And uh, the bar is really huge, very cool. A lot of good people in here. The place is jammed. The ceiling, exactly like it was in the movie. You can see the red beams. Again, we're probably in the front of the warehouse, and the stuff took place in the back of the warehouse. But take a look here. It's, they even have some fish tanks in here, which are cool. You can see the floors, too. The grating in the floors is there when they used to hose off the floors and stuff and just flush the water down the, the, the trenches in the floor. So all that's still here. And you can hear, it looked pretty crowded. A lot of fun. Check it out. We think we're sitting at the bar with the back, back of us is the water. We think that's where the pier was when they show that one shot of the warehouse with the long wooden pier. We think the pier was right behind us. We think we're in the building that's, that's, show, that's shown in the uh, film when the dock goes right al almost right into the, into the building. So, pretty cool. We think we, we see a doorway right where we're facing. That may be the doorway that Sanchez and his guys walk through in the warehouse. We're uh, trying to speak to the manager. He's very, very busy because the place is jammed with people. And we're getting his card, and we're going to follow up with him and see what he says. Thank you very much. We're walking down the dock that's here now, the pier, I mean, that's here now, where all the boats are, the Jolly Rovers here, and a number of other boats. And looking at the building from here, we think the pier in the movie, of course, was more in the center of the building. The building looks a little more peaked in the movie than this one does. But again, this was totally remodeled in the 90s, and so uh, the roof line could have changed as well. The interior beams all look the same and look like they're the original metal beams. They're painted kind of an orangish red. And so this this could be the where they pulled in with the, where the dock is, where, where the pier is. And this could be the very building that that they they, they did the uh, uh, feeding of the sharks, uh, feeding the sharks with uh, Felix and Killifer. Hard to tell for sure. We looked at the floors. We examined all the floors inside. They still have, like I said, the grates in there where they would just hose down the floors and the, push the water into the grates, uh, trenches-like. Uh, but we saw no trapdoor area, no room where there would have been a trapdoor. Again, that could have been filmed somewhere else as well, but it looks like the original floor. They just filled in the grates with concrete right now and stuff like that. So, so we're not positive. But this looks like the uh, this could have been the room. And on that inside, we did 
do some checking afterwards. And, and that door that you're looking at where there's the stairs, I mean, that, that's really the place where they come out that door, they go down the stairs, they're going to feed them the sharks there. I mean, so where the restaurant part is really is that part of the movie just looks very different now because it's a restaurant. Yeah, that's where they had all the fish tanks set up, yeah. and that's where their, yeah. Robert Davi as, as Sanchez and his goons, Dario, are walking down the stairs. And, yeah. and then they, they moved to their left and that's where they were feeding a uh, lighter and eventually kill it for to the sharks. Again, we couldn't find any trap door on the floor there or anything. But, yeah, there's no trap door there now. But it was definitely the building. We did more research while we were down there. We talked to some, a lot of people who worked in the restaurant and stuff. That was definitely the Yeah, building. and as you look at that back wall where that, where that door is and the stairway, you can kind of see some outlines of stuff that's been moved. Yeah. And you can kind of go, okay, yeah, that's that, that's that. It's yeah. kind of like when we were in we were in Italy and Sardinia and we had that one balcony was removed right, and you could right. barely tell it was there. It's the same type of thing when you're looking at these locations years later. Yes. Maybe there's a little tell there for you. Yeah. So anyway, when you're in there, take a look at that back wall on the upper part there and you'll see that doorway and uh, you'll think, oh, yeah, this is it. I remember that. Yeah. We move over to Mallory Square. And this is right in the heart of, of Key West. And this is where we find Hawkins talking to Bond as they're walking through the square. And he's, he's telling him to back off of Sanchez. And he brings, he brings Bond to the Hemingway house. And unbeknownst to Bond, that's where he's going to meet M. M's there waiting for him. Right, so it's a nice little scene in that you get to see the, the little trolley that's there in downtown Key West. You get to see a little bit of the Key West hustle and bustle that's going on yeah and, mallory square is a hot spot yeah. in key west I and mean, people congregate there at sunset and there's bars restaurants and bars all everything all over the place i mean it's a fun spot yeah and so they they go from there and then they move over to the hemingway house which is where m is waiting for bond so then we headed down to hemingway house it's a beautiful home hemingway actually lived in this home and wrote several of his novels in this home in the in the back section where he had a writing room and it's gorgeous if you're going to go to Hemingway house find out when the cruise ships are coming in unless you're on one and uh, get there ahead of them because it's it's a lot less crowded you have a lot more time to wander around and, and, and absorb the beauty of the grounds and the cats and the pool and everything else and 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 look at the materials that they have on the walls there and pictures of Hemingway and so on and some of the typewriters he used. It's a very neat place. It's a beautiful place and historic. And getting there before the cruise people, because we did a walk-by, if you remember. Yes. And there was a very long line to get in there, and it's not a huge, I mean, it's not small, but it's not a huge area right. for people standing in line and trying to get through. So it was much more efficient and much more pleasant to walk through it before the cruise ships came in. Yeah, and they gave us a great opportunity to do the recording and filming and so on because it wasn't shouldered people. So, uh, yeah, get there early. We we got there the next morning as soon as it opened. Yep, so let's go ahead and hear that. Yeah. Continuing our License to Kill film location sites here in Key West, we're now in front of the Hemingway House where Hawkins brought Bond from Mallory Square to deliver him for a meeting that then Bond doesn't know who he's meeting with. So it's going to be a surprise, obviously. This is after Felix Slider and, and Della, Della dies and Felix has, was attacked by sharks and, and he's kind of on a vendetta to make retribution for this. Hawkins is telling him to lay off 
that the DEA will take care of it, and Bond's not thinking that that's going to happen. So anyway, they deliver him to the Hemingway house, and we're going to go in and stand on the balcony where M was there and where he was going to be letting Bond have it. We're up on the balcony where two MI6 agents meet Bond as he walks up the stairs and bring him to the corner of the balcony, and M, who's uh, back is turned to Bond at this point, turns around and, and Bond sees that this is M. So he's like, oh, this is what you wanted. M is not pleased with Bond, that Bond is continuing this vendetta against Sanchez. And he basically yells at Bond, you were supposed to be in Istanbul last night. I'm afraid this unfortunate lighter business has clouded your judgment. You have a job to do and I expect you on a plane this afternoon. When Bond says he's not finished here, M says, leave it to the Americans. It's their mess. Let them clear it up. Bond objects again, saying he owes it to Leiter. And M says, oh, spare me this sentimental rubbish. He knew the risks. And Bond says, and his wife, this personal vendetta of yours could easily compromise Her Majesty's government. You have an assignment, and I expect you to carry it out objectively and professionally. We're standing on the spot where M uttered those words. All right, so next we are heading down to Charter Boat Row. That's where Sharky's boat is. So we're trying to find out where Sharky's boat was docked and where Bond goes and walks and meets him to talk about how they can get to Isthmus and the Wavecrest boat. Yeah, and, and when you're there, talk to, if you go there, talk to some of the boat guys because the boat, the boat owners are there. Some of those people were around when they shot this. Yeah. And you can talk to them and get some, you know, get some interesting insight. Because we did, and we'll have a few clips of that. So we're going to cut to some clips now of us looking for Charter Boat Row. Tom and I are in the car in Key West, still seeking out locations for License to Kill. We're heading now to the Charter Fishing Boat Docks in Garrison Bight, and that's where uh, Bond meets Sharky to talk to him about how they can get to the wave crest. So we're looking around now to see... Uh, where that is. I think it's just down from the uh, bar, the Barrelhead Bar, obviously not the Barrelhead anymore, but the Barrelhead Bar. And so we think it's pretty close to that. We're down pulling into an area right now, as a matter of fact, that's got a whole bunch of boats docked, and we're going to take a look around. Cool. Yeah, hey, thanks a lot. We're just talking to somebody down here at Charter Boat Row trying to figure out where the uh, or Sharky's boat was. He... Uh, yeah, there he is talking. He remembers a couple of um, uh, boats in the background. Oh, is that right? <laughs> he was here when it happened. So uh, thanks a lot. We're walking down the, the charter boat uh, row here, and we see a building in the background. He confirmed that that's the building that's in the movie, even though the roof line has changed. That could have been for any number of reasons, of course. So we're walking down to see where the shot was taken, where Bond was. We have a Microsoft Surface with us, with the movie on it, of course. And we're taking a look at the movie. We just showed the gentleman the movie. And uh, he said, yeah, yeah, that's the same building back there. And he remembers it because he was uh, here at the time. And so uh, he remembers that, yeah, that's the building in the, in the film. So we're going to look for the angle now. And that's what we're doing. <coughs> I'm talking to Steve here down at uh, Boathouse Row, and we're trying to figure out where the um, the boat, uh, Sharky's boat was with Bond, and, and he's confirming that this building in the background 
It has a little different roof line. What do you think? That's yeah, that's the same building. And you remember sure. it from the, oh, yeah. from the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. So it's got a different roof now than it had then. It had yeah. dormers on it. Looked like in the mm-hmm. in the movie. So we could see one corner of it past right, the sign. Right. And that look, that's the same building. Then. Yep. So we're pretty close here. Oh yeah, you're pretty much right on the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is fun. Maybe one slip or two slips down that way. Right. To the to the left there, but. Alrighty. So. Well, thank you very much. Yep, this is you terrific. Got it. Awesome. Uh-huh. Based on our talking to folks here and based on just talking to another fellow now, uh, he said, that, yeah, the roof of the building was changed, probably due to Hurricane Wilma. And uh, we think we're right on the spot where Bond is walking past and sees Sharky's sign and then meets Sharky. So we're going we're gonna to film that now, but this is uh, unbelievable little research here that we're doing and talking to the locals and, and looking for landmarks. And uh, we think we got it. Right, so we're back live, and at the beginning of that clip, you heard Dan say, we're driving to, and earlier we were talking about how walkable everything is. Getting from all those other places we talked about, most of those things we talked about prior to this in Key West, you could easily walk to. You could walk over here, but it'd, be, it'd take you a while to get over to where the boat, the boat, the boats are and to where the Barrel Hub Bar is. So, yeah, that'd be a few miles, I think. Yeah, so it that that part driving to makes a lot of sense. But there was plenty of parking. There was a parking lot there and everything, so it wasn't bad. Yep, it Sometimes was, parking in QS is, is rough. Yeah, and then when you get to that part and you get into the parking lot, just pay attention to where you are because there are some that are labeled for trailers only um, if you're in a car. But if you get down the charter boat road now, it's going to look completely different, well, a lot different than it did in the movie. There's a, an overhead... A walkway now that yes, was they've not covered up that walkway. Yeah, now. They covered up with just a roof line and posts and stuff. I mean, it's still open, but they have a roof line on it now. That wasn't there when they filmed it, and so on. But everything else looks the same. There's a whole several rows of boats and so on. And, and like Tom said, talk to the locals there, and they'll kind of guide you. We think it was right around slip eight, like we said, where Sharky's boat was. So it, it was a it, that was a real treasure hunt because. We really had no idea where it was. We'd look for background information yeah, we, an anchor we, building. Yeah, we knew where the the row house was, the, the boat row was supposed to be. Yeah. But we didn't know exactly where in there no. we were supposed to be. Because there's, there's probably 100 boats on those yeah, something uh, like in that, the yeah. slips there. I mean, there's a lot of slips. And so talking to the locals, getting that a building as the anchor background from the film and looking at it and verifying that was the same building in the film really helped us find the yeah, spot. And you also you also had there's a road that goes to off to the right um, from the left-hand side and it kind of crosses across and that's another vantage point you can use to kind of identify where you are. Yeah. So when you're in Key West, you got to head down the charter boat row and right near there is the Bimini bar, the one that was supposed to be in Bimini called the Barrelhead bar and we're going there next. We're trying to find the uh, Barrelhead bar. And we're in Key West. This is Dan from Spy Movie Navigator in town. We're walking around the Bike Marina here, which is where the Barrelhead Bar was supposed to be. Of course, it was supposed to be in Bimini in the movie, as you recall, but it's actually uh, filmed in Key West. After Bond discovers Della dead at the uh, Felix's house, and Felix almost dead from shark bites, from the shark attack that uh, um, Sanchez's men put him through, he... And he finds the note on his body that says uh, disagreed with something that ate him. Uh, he later finds this uh, laser disc that Felix was using earlier and had hid behind a photo of Della. And he looks at it, discovers that Felix was supposed to meet Pam Bouvier at the 
Barrelhead Bar in Bimini in the Bahamas after midnight. And so that's where Bond's going to head out. Now, Pam Bouvier's last name, Bouvier, in the movie was changed. It was going to be something else, but it was a nod to Jacqueline Kennedy, whose maiden name was Bouvier, and they wanted to do that. So we're walking around right now trying to see what this place looks like right now in February 2019. We're walking into the marina area now. There's a Thai Island restaurant. It looks like uh, that's the restaurant that's above what might have been the Barrelhead Bar. And we're going to go take a closer look. All right, actually, we're standing right here. And the Thai Island restaurant sushi bar is upstairs above what was the Barrelhead Bar in License to Kill. You can see the Garrison Bike Marina building uh, with the blue and white stripes in the background. And the dock that um, Bond gets pulls the boat up uh, along next to gets out of the boat and we can see the door that he walks into and so on so we're looking right at it right now so again kind of neat to be at a site where he's uh, Bond actually was and they were filming this and it's a cool uh, looking building a little different obviously looking than the the movie they had a fake wall they put up for the movie in front of the bar so it covered the windows and so on then when they blew the hole out they could climb through there uh, there is a boat right where Bond docked his boat and told the guy to turn it around. And there's a boat there now, and some people are cleaning it up and so on. So we're going to take a look, and we're going to probably walk inside and see what the bar looks like. Might not have the barrelhead uh, sign anymore. But we're looking right at it, and uh, it's right here at the Garrison Bite Marina. All right, we're actually walked into the bar. Uh, the barrelhead bar sign is gone. There's not there anymore. There is a license to kill poster here, so there is some a remnant of uh, uh, acknowledgement that the movie was filmed here. But the Barrelhead Bar uh, sign is gone. No more. The place is not called Harbor Lights anymore. It's a Thai Island restaurant and sushi bar. And we're in it having a beer and having a cocktail here, looking out at the very dock that Bond pulled up the boat with and got out and came into the bar. Of course, when they filmed the inside of the bar, that was all done in Mexico, not in this bar. This is a little oval bar, kind of cool, kind of neat. And uh, we're looking at the big blue wall where the sign, the Barrelhead Bar sign hung for a long time. But it kind of was falling apart, they said. And we talked to a couple of guys here, and one guy actually ended up with a piece of it. So it's kind of cool that it was here, but the sign itself is gone. The bar is kind of a neat little place. And the dock, it's right there. That's where Bond got out of the boat in Bimini, which is really here in Key West, <laughs> at the Bite Marina. There's the background noise of the bar. There's actually a boat pulling out from the actual dock where Bond had his boat leaving right now. So it was really cool to be in there and really see, you get a really good feel of the movie magic. Yes. Because right? you're sitting there, you say, okay, that's, the, that's where he, he docks the boat. But then the hole in the wall and stuff. I mean, none of that stuff was there. Yeah. And that was all movie magic there. And then they walk in the door and magically they're in a different bar, not the one we were in. Yeah. But 
the actual, I mean, in the movie, of course, it's a night scene. It's a little more exotic looking. It, right. We were there during the daytime. Well, and the big neon barrelhead bar yeah. sign, too. Yeah, w- which was kind of cool that they had it inside the bar for a long time. Right. They moved it from the outside to the inside of the bar and the back wall, and it was there for a very long time. But the bar itself is, like Tom said, a very small bar. And we found out mostly that any door that opens in a Bond movie on the other side is Pinewood Studios. <laughs> yeah, except for this movie. Yeah. A lot of it was the studios in Mexico. Yeah. So here they actually did the whole thing in Mexico and in a huge place in Mexico. And we haven't been to that location yet. but We'll get there. But the, this 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 little spot is is a neat spot. You got to get to this spot because it's one of the again one of the critical little scenes in the movie where he meets Pam Bouvier and when they're escaping, they get shot at through the hole in the wall and everything. It's it's an exciting little spot. Yeah, and we we like going to spots that are bars. Yeah, because hey. we had a cocktail there. Yeah, we, we had a drink and there. And then and then um, afterwards, we went out to Duval Street. And we ended up at Sloppy Joe's. Yeah, Sloppy Joe's, where they said the cast and crew uh, uh, had a party there one time while well, during the filming, I think when they were just finishing up. And when they walked in, and, of course, they knew they were coming, the band that was playing there played the, the Bond theme song. And yeah, they've got so live music in there every night. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a cool a, bar. It's a Hemingway, bar. Hemingway hung out there, yeah. so that was kind of nice. Yeah, so, so we were able to actually wrap our trip, yeah. really, with ending it at that bar, which was kind of fun. Yeah. Very much fun. So we're going to cut to a couple of clips now from us heading to the Coast Guard Station. And you'll remember the Coast Guard Station. That's where they first interrogated uh, Sanchez once they caught him. You'll also see the plane, the Cessna 172, leaning up against the wall there after they caught him and they lowered the plane yeah, down, I, you remember? I, I love that. That's a great little touch, the plane yeah, yeah. leaning against the a, wall. A lot of people missed that, and, and we pointed it out to a few people. And go, oh, yeah, I have, I've never actually noticed that in there. So that's there. And then it's also the – there's three piers there, docks, and they used one of them for the – for Isthmus and where the wave crest uh, crashes into the dock when uh, Pam Bouvier is uh, pretending to be the uh, pilot and they crash the wave crest into the dock. So we wanted to get in there and take a look at that. Yeah, that, that a choice spot to see. I mean, there's a lot of activity that happens at the Coast Guard station. Yeah, so we wanted to go there. So we actually drove to this location. And yeah, it's not, it's not something you want to walk from town. Even though we're saying we walk to, you'll understand the walking to a little bit later. Yeah. So we actually drove into the Coast Guard station, and we'll we'll cut to a couple clips as to what happened to Tom and Dan after we did that. (laughs) Here we go. All right, Tom and I are walking now near the Hyacentric Resort. We're approaching, uh, trying to get to the uh, Coast Guard station where the three docks are, the three piers. One they used as isthmus, where the wave crest actually crashes into the pier. And the other, uh, the Coast Guard station, was where they interrogated Sanchez. So uh, Tom and I, we drove right into the, uh, into the Coast Guard station, boldly. And uh, they boldly turned us around <laughs> and told us, get out. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we're walking now along the piers here at Key West Bar Pilots and a and B Lobster House and the Galleon Resort. We're going to walk along the pier past a lot of bars, which will be tempting. And then we're going to uh, take some long shots of the piers from our end of the water across since we're not going to get in there. 
So uh, here we go. We're still walking. Again, beautiful out here. It's a nice walk. 80, 80 degrees and sunny, a little windy. Beautiful boats all around us. <laughs> Marina bars uh, are all to our left as we're walking here. People want order, uh, ordering and enjoying uh, wonderful drinks while we're working here. <laughs> so we're going to keep walking and uh, soon we'll get to the spot where we can take some uh, video of the uh, piers and we'll describe it to you when we get there. Ah, here's a Gianni's gelato bar. Mm, maybe a little cooling off stop first. We're walking by a group of folks who are feeding the pelicans here and the pelicans are just swarming all around here waiting for food. Kind of beautiful. Very neat. I'm going to take a few pictures of that too. You can probably see those on our website as well. But uh, it's right near the uh, deep sea fishing uh, Eva Marie boat. Very nice. Now we're going to be walking a little further here past the Salty Goat. Again, this is February 2019. Um, and as we know, over years things change. But right now, this is what this is looking like, and uh, the pelican site is is, is kind of neat. All right, we're going to keep walking. It's not that far more. We'll be at the end of this pier, and we could take some shots of the Coast Guard station. We are now at a at the end of the pier, looking across at the Coast Guard station. Again, that's where they brought Sanchez after he was captured. Uh, in his plane from the helicopter with the with the uh, the line from the helicopter, and the plane was actually brought here nose down. It was in the area near the interrogation room. This is where they brought Sanchez, and these are the three piers here that appeared in the movie. The one on the far left, I believe that's where the U.S. Coast Guard boat is right now, uh, was the one that the wave crest uh, came in on when they were supposed to be in Isthmus. And I believe uh, this is also where the uh, wave crest crashed into the dock when, uh, when the pilot was was uh, on board. That was Pam Pam Bouvier who was uh, pretending to be the pilot. And then um, uh, again, this is what we were looking at it from across the water. And this is the best we can do in terms of getting as close as we can to the Coast Guard station. But uh, again, a beautiful view. It's a beautiful day. And uh, check it out sometime. After seeing the Coast Guard station from across the water, it's time for a little break. Broke down and got some chocolate mint uh, gelato. Mmm, pretty good. Mm -hmm. Then we'll stop for a, uh, a refreshing uh, cocktail along the marina here. Beautiful day. Nice time. Come to Key West, you can see lots of license to kill stuff. And have a great time, too. What a great island. Okay, so we stopped at the Pirate's Cove for one. Beautiful little bar right on the marina here. Right next to the, the uh, Johnny's Gelato Bar where I had the uh, gelato just a moment ago. All right, that's kind of cool. Got a rum and Coke and a uh, Campari and orange juice. Refreshing on a nice warm day. So when you're out here looking for James Bond stuff and you see the pier and the uh, Coast Guard station across the way, stop in here. It's a great spot.
So Dan, we started this podcast talking, you know, you asked the question, how fun would it be to go visit yeah. filming locations from Goldfinger and from License to Kill? Yes. And first, it was a lot of fun. And second, going there in February, coming from Chicago, it was even, it, that even made it more fun. It's greater fun. Yes. But it, it was fun. We, we got to about 17 different film locations and everyone was fun. Everyone is unique because you're in a different spot. And when you, you see it in the movie and you see it in person, there's just something, again, fun about being there. And trying to get as close as you can to being the yeah. act, looking at it exactly like you saw it from the camera's eye. Yeah. And in Key West, I mean, there's just a tremendous uh, number of bars and restaurants. The restaurants are fabulous. The seafood is terrific. Uh, we went out to dinner with a couple of friends down there and had some Vesper martinis. Of course, we had to try that, you know. And uh, they were pretty good. Uh, the third one was really good. <laughs> I, I, don't so know, we remember. I don't know if we had a fourth. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was fun. And so that's the kind of stuff you could wrap around your trip. So, again, you could either go on a specific trip for, for film locations, by movie film locations like Tom and I do a lot, or you can you can wrap around some of this other stuff to it as around it as well. Like, hey, the Hemingway House in Key West is an historical p- property. It's also part of the Bond film. So there's, there's other things. And then the dinners and fun and the bars, and it's just a good time. So there's lots of ways to have a good time while you're out there searching for spy film locations. Yeah, it was a tiring trip, but we had the ample opportunity to have a lot of fun. Yeah, and you can look on our website for a lot of the video. We took a lot of video of this entire trip as well and and most of the scenes uh, and places that we visited too. So check that out too at spymovienavigator.com and uh, join us with the fun too and send us your pictures and your videos because we're looking forward to that. And so we'd, we'd like to thank you for listening and uh, hope you listen to the next one. This is Tom Pizzotto. And Dan Silvestri from SpyMovieNavigator.com, the worldwide community of spy movie fans. Spy movie podcasts, videos, discussions, and more.